The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre-owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone. Jason Swain, touchdown. It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whip him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Get into his mouth and a red flag. Swainevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Jason Swain here with you, live from the Low T Center Studio, Ben McKee, Go Vols 247, who's up and at him. Looks like he's been up for at least three or four hours. My man, Ben McKee, what's up, man? Good morning. I, uh... I actually feel better than I than I look, which isn't saying much, but uh, it it feels weird this morning because I'm I'm in the central time zone. The show for me is starting at seven o'clock, and and it feels like the the old days uh, of the Swain event. I, I'm not used to that seven o'clock start uh, like like I once was for five days a week. So feel feels a little bit weird this this morning uh getting ready for a seven o'clock show I, i'll be honest i i rolled out of bed at 6 55 i i squeezed the the all the juice out of that lemon that i could so uh, i i did wake up well i woke up like 30 minutes before seven I, I do the staggered alarm i know what time i need to eventually get out of bed yeah. so i set three alarms leading up to that time, eight minutes apart. That way I can I can feel the joy of hitting the snooze button for a couple of minutes. That's how you do it right there, man. You got to have multiple alarms, multiple alarms. That's the way you do it. Um, Should have had multiple alarms last night. Like, hey, hey, we, we need to make some shots. We need to make some shots, but that happens. Um, if you're looking for me to be like, like really upset about last night's game, um, I'm, I'm just not, I'm just not that. I'm not, I'm not that upset. That doesn't mean I'm happy with the result. You want to win every game, but I just, I just understand how, this stuff works, and you, you got to give credit to Mississippi State. Um, I thought they played, but they played well, and you, you got to give them credit. They had a a great atmosphere, Ben, um, and they made shots. They had two guys go for twenty. We had two guys go for over twenty. The problem is, and this has been the the, the a concern of mine the moment Olivier, actually before Olivier, honestly, it was post play. That physicality we saw last year versus Kentucky, how we had a difficult time with Oscar Sheeway. And our best defender was Uros. Like Uros was our only hope versus Oscar Sheeway. 
Um, and no offense to Uros, but I just thought that was an issue. Um, now, no Uros, no Olivier, who more physical on defense in Tennessee's four losses, you can go look at the big man in Tennessee's face, Ben, and we've gotten dominated by a po- physically imposing big man. This is the fourth one. And last night was Tolu Smith. Um, so, Zakai got you 20. I thought he would get us 20. I was surprised that Josiah Jordan James uh, had a rough night. Um, I was surprised in Vescovy not putting the ball in the basket, even though I thought his defense was really good. But I'm not breathing fire. Like, I'm – Tennessee's going to be good. Tennessee's going to be all right. How was that? So Swain, that that's not how you're supposed to react. I'm sorry, but I just don't. I, I, hey, you ain't gonna steal I'm, my joy. I'm, I am happy today. I've been happy since uh, about five o'clock yesterday. Is, is that because a particular somebody retired, or because Tennessee's on the verge of of landing a couple of five stars? It seems. Uh, Bo. Yeah. It, it's 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 been a wild week both on the recruiting trail for Tennessee. And now this has to be, I don't even know the proper word to use, but the the craziest week of coaching changes. I mean, it it has been absolutely wild. Obviously Nick Saban is the one that we're going to talk about most, but since in the last 24 hours, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, and now this morning, Bill Belichick. I mean, the, the goat, of college football coaching and the GOAT of NFL coaching. One has retired. One, I, I didn't see the wording. Was he, was Belichick fired? They parted ways. Take with that what you will. They parted um, ways. They, they bet two out of three last, uh, two days out of the last three, and they just, they're parting ways. They, they're going to okay. start all over. But I mean, that, those, those are some big names. I mean, those are all three Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, Pete Carroll, not the GOAT like Belichick and, and, and Saban in their respective sport. Uh, but Pete Carroll is one of the greatest coaches of all time at yep. both levels as, as well. So been a wild week on top of Mike Vrabel getting fired. Don't know what the Titans are doing there. Uh, weird decision to me, especially not not even just the decision itself, but how they went about making decision. Very, very weird to me. Just a a, a wild week on, on the coaching front, but certainly uh, good news for Tennessee that that Nick Saban is retiring. Yeah, Pete Carroll did something that Nick Saban and uh, Bill Belichick didn't do. And that's winning championship at the collegiate and a professional level. Now, uh, Pete Carroll didn't win multiple championships at the collegiate level like Nick Saban, and didn't win multiple championships at the professional level like Bill Belichick, but Pete Carroll is, is great in his own uh, way, and he'll be uh, great in his next role, which I don't see Nick Saban doing that at the professional level, being uh, an advisor. I don't see Bill Belichick doing that uh, anytime soon. So uh, all three guys are great in their own way. And um, like yesterday, let me just say this. Bama fans, um, you know Nick Saban is like alive, right? He, uh, yeah, he alive. So when I, I was actually, 
I, I, I was actually, you know, you, you've been known to in in the past when Seth Stokes Falcons have have suffered a, a massive and, and tragic L. You, you've been known to to stop and get them a get well card and a can of soup and and balloons. try and help build his spirits back up. Balloons, yeah. Don't forget about the balloons. Because you're a great friend. You're a great friend. I think I'm a great friend. A great friend. Yeah. I was considering myself stopping by one of the, the local grocery stores between Tuscaloosa and Starkville, the, the hour and 32 minute drive that it is. And, and thinking about picking up a box of oatmeal cream pies and a, and a Coke and, and leaving it at, at, at the foot of his statue as well. I'm like, he, if I'm not mistaken, he, he probably making coffee right now. Like he, he is, he is not passed away folks. Uh, I, I, I don't know what was funnier. Bama fans leaving oatmeal cream pies at the foot of his statue or Auburn fans rolling tumors corner. Uh, Bama fans pretend like Nick Saban passed away. Like everybody's rolling, celebrating who played it, who played against Alabama over the last 17 years <laughs> and consistently got beat. Like understand something. Um, we're having this reaction because Nick Saban is so great and was so great at Alabama and would beat all of us down. Like Gus Malzahn has some success against Nick Saban, won three times. Uh, Hugh Freeze has success against Nick Saban, won two times. Uh, Dabo had a little bit of success against Nick Saban. Kirby has some recent success, but like Nick Saban beat everybody down. So you're supposed to be celebrating. Like if you, if you in grade school and the bully is beating you up, Every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and you find out that the bully has moved to another school, you happy. You celebrating. And Nick Saban was the bully. He was beating all of our heads in, taking all of our lunch money. <laughs> That's what he was doing. So excuse me if I'm not crying. Excuse me if I'm not willing to Amazon some oatmeal cream pies and a Coke to be sent and dropped off at Nick Saban's statue. I am elated. Someone don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll drop some off for you uh, on my way back through uh, Tuscaloosa, which apparently when I was driving through Tuscaloosa yesterday, I was driving through as Nick Saban was informing his team that he was retiring, which I, I do think that is kind of cool to think about um, because, again, he, he is the the greatest coach in, in college football history. I, I know that's not fun for, for Tennessee fans to, to say or Auburn fans, but it, it's just the truth. Um, maybe Kirby Smart passes him someday. Not, not that Kirby Smart would be much better for Tennessee fans to, to deal with as the greatest college football coach of all time, more, more than Nick Saban being at Alabama, but – um, and it was truly a bombshell as well. Like with, with Bill Belichick, I mean, you, you knew that his time in New England was was coming to an end. Uh, Pete Carroll, been there a while. That, that one was a, more of a surprise than Belichick uh, because there hadn't been as many rumblings. Uh, but he is an older guy, so, so not the, the craziest thing to, to think about. Um, but Nick Saban, he, th- there were some now in hindsight, th- there were some moments here and there that that we can point back to and say okay 
it, it, it makes sense now. You, you you can tell that he was he was in his final season, and, and maybe this was a decision that was made within the last couple of days. But I, I thought you saw a, a more relaxed Nick Saban than we've ever seen this past season. Uh, the amount of media that he was doing. Uh, the Pat McAfee show on a weekly basis and, and things like that, that that just wasn't what we had seen from Nick Saban up until this point. So uh, in hindsight, you, you can see that it was, that it was coming. Uh, and then there's been some people that have uh, written about, you know, him stepping off of the, the podium at the Rose bowl and it just feeling and, and, and looking different and, and interaction with, with, Miss Terry, his wife, uh, just just taking it in a, a little more than than you had seen him after a loss in, in the past. Uh, so it, it was a complete bombshell, a complete shock. Uh, credit to to our guy Chris Lowe. That that that's a massive uh, headline to break. And uh, happy for Chris that, that he was able to do that. He and uh, Coach Saban have a great relationship, and uh, was happy that Chris was able to to break that news for for him. He did a great job, um, but. Truly, uh, a massive day in college football history. One of those moments. I, my one of my first thoughts was that that is one of those where were you type of moments. And uh, for me, I, I was driving through Tuscaloosa itself as he was making that decision, announcing it uh, to his team. Uh, hopefully, with because you know, he was recruit. I mean, he was uh, interviewing assistant coaches early in the day and had every intention to seem like coach early in the morning and then later um, made the decision or announcement that he's going to retire through, through Chris Lowe. And so I hope that, you know, no one in his family um, is sick or anything like that, that made him step away immediately and go care for them. So don't know the details, but hopefully um, it's nothing like that, but just pure, from a competitive standpoint, um, this is a good day for 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 Tennessee fans and and SEC fans uh, that have to go up against Alabama each and every year. I mean, that's 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 how uh, I feel about it. And now, unfortunately, that means Kirby Smart's the best coach in college football right now. Would it be rude of me to stop in Tuscaloosa at the statue on my way back and? get an oatmeal cream pie and eat eat the oatmeal cream pie like i i, like, I haven't like, had breakfast yet like go to the statue and grab you a couple boxes well i, I don't want a couple of boxes I'm, I'm trying to be better about my little debbie intake this year okay. but uh you know just just stop by and and have just one open up a box and, and get one maybe two it is a six hour drive so maybe i can have a snack for later Man, on ain't no sense for when i'm driving on when I'm driving on 59, you know that stretch is just absolutely miserable from Birmingham to Chattanooga. Get bored, I might get tired. Be nice to have an oatmeal cream pie. Would it be rude of me? I mean, the cokes that that are out there, they're going to be cold. They've been sitting out overnight. They're going to be nice and cold and refreshed. I could get me a coke and an oatmeal cream pie. Would that would that be rude of me? I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't know. If they're going to Nick Saban's house, so if they're not going to Nick Saban's house. I mean, it sounds like they're going to go to waste. And I ain't no reason for you to be wasteful. I was taught not to waste food I growing mean, up. I, I, I was taught to eat all my food. I, I think you should uh, go ahead. Now, I don't know that necessarily uh, will, will ensure your safety, 
but I know you got a couple Alabama shirts laying around. Just wear one of those, and um, you know you don't want to think anything of it. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Swain and Vent, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Ben McKee, Go Voss 247. Stay with us. You're listening to the Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah! When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hey, Knoxville, we all know the importance of mental health. Most people don't have regular mental health care. They often wait. Let's change that. Isn't it time we all consider our mental health as important as our physical health? If you are ready, Mind Body Wellness in Knoxville can help you design a plan for your mental wellness. We are accessible, affordable, and available. You are worth it. Visit mindbodyknoxville.com to schedule a mental wellness assessment today. Hey, Vol Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments, and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to review your financial plan and make sure you are on track for success. As always, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodman of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com and go Vols. Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline. Impact the show with a text box. It's part of the free Swain Event app. Swainevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I am Jason Swain, live from the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee is um, there in 
Starville. It'd be a great atmosphere. I mean, it really was. It really was. Can't complain. About basketball game itself, it was a really good game. It's a dang good game. Like, just a pure basketball fan. Man, it's hard to not like the game itself. Like, I, it was physical. It was filled full of big-time, you know, shots. You had the suspense of a late-game rally by, by Tennessee. You know, it came down to a couple of position, uh, possessions. I mean, the game was a good game. Of course, one team has to lose. One team has to come out on the short end of the stick. That was that was Tennessee. Tennessee was on the short end uh, of the stick. Um, being a, yesterday, I, I was on I was on Twitter. I mean, that, that's a, that's that's what Twitter is all about is is having fun uh, during during these moments and. I saw where a Bama fan it had to be a Bama fan. Say something like this. Cole Adams. Bio. Storyteller. College sports sicko. College football basketball YouTuber. Keep sports weird. Says you're you're a sick individual if you're happy Nick Saban retired. And the moment I read that, I was like, I had like a 102 fever. I had bubble guts. I mean, I was sweating. I was cold. My chest was congested. My ears, I could, I was congested. I had a runny nose, snotty nose, like a little boy from Martin. Like, it just, I just felt like crap all of a sudden. It's weird. I'm good now, though. What's been tussing? That That is an absurd comment to make. I mean, an absolutely absurd comment. <laughs> Why? I, I, I mean, I don't even know what to say to that. That is so dumb. I mean, that, that, that is the dumbest comment I, I have seen. In quite some time, although I did get a comment last night. Uh, when are you going to admit that Josiah Jordan James is is bad at basketball? Oh, the one game, the did, one off was, game of the season. You must be on that message board. He, he didn't put no. He was on Twitter. He responded to my final score tweet, and it and it's like yeah, Josiah did not play well offensively last night. The shot was not falling. He also had six seven rebounds and, and found other ways to impact the basketball game. Uh, but last night was not his night, was not his best night. But was last night the first night that you've watched all season? He, he struggled uh, towards the, the end of Maui because he was playing three games in, in three days. And unfortunately, Josiah's body does not necessarily hold up in those type of situations. Uh, but 
Josiah has been Tennessee's most consistent and most valuable player this season. There are multiple metrics and analytical sites that cite Josiah as one of the most valuable and productive players in the entire country, a top 20, top 30 most valuable player in the entire country with how well he has been playing this season. One loss, one bad performance, and it's one bad offensive gonna... performance. Yeah. What's that? What's that? One bad offensive performance. Yes, a- a- absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I mean, Santi is the same way. Santi could not get the shots to, to fall uh, after he had to deal with foul trouble there in the first half. Uh, picked up two early fouls and, and sat on the bench the rest of the way. But Santi had four assists, three steals, and uh, Santi had the best plus minus on the team last night. Yeah, with, with a plus four. Uh, so I, I'm I'm so tired. I'm so tired of people judging how good somebody is at basketball based off of how many points they score and how many shots they make. That is not the only test of basketball. That That is not the only thing that is done on a basketball court. It's not a three-point competition night in and night out. They play basketball. There, there are two sides to playing basketball. You have to play offense. You have to play defense. There, there are other ways you can impact the game more than just scoring. Josiah did not have the shooting touch last night but he still found other ways to try and help his team come back. And again, not, not his greatest night ever last night, but the, your first thought at the buzzer is when are you willing to admit that Josiah is bad? I can tell football season's over. That must've been the first game you've watched since the, the citrus bowl. I guess you didn't watch since he beat down on Ole Miss who beat down on Florida last night. Yeah, that's, uh, the the over the overreaction is just it, it it I mean it baffles my mind. I there's x amount of people that you don't hear from when when the basketball team is beating down somebody, but the moment they lose, it's up oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, just like this in March. This is what's gonna happen in March. They're gonna come up short, bro. They just show in their ignorance, man. They just show ignorance. They just really telling themselves like I, like you would think the people would would. It's kind of like um a certain media member national media member that was complaining about um what was on a website and not understanding how targeted ads work that he was seeing um adult sites when he was looking on ESPN and it's like yo dude you you tell it on yourself <laughs> like you telling on yourself, because when I go to ESPN, I see Jordans. I see Nike. I see sales about the the, the latest Nikes, because that's something that I always look at. And so you, you're just telling on yourself. And I think f- football fans who don't follow basketball, who don't understand how basketball works, have that one moment. The moment a basketball team loses, not understanding that it doesn't mean they're going to not lose in March. And honestly, everybody's going to lose in March except for one team uh, because it's a tournament, you know, postseason. But, like, I think people just show the, the ignorance because you don't see uh, John Rothstein and, and, and Seth Davis and Jay Billis and 
all these basketball expert, experts freaking out and making stupid ass comments um, off one loss. Like you just you just don't see that. Excuse now. Excuse my French. Well, I, I need to stop you there. Did did you call your pastor and and get the okay to to cuss there? Um, ahead of time, did, did I was talking about a donkey? Him? I was talking about a donkey from Shrek. Yeah, I was talking about a donkey, man. Uh, Shrek, great movie, by the way. Yeah, I was talking about uh, a donkey. But I, and look, last night was was a very frustrating loss. And I'm not, and man, let me stop you, man, because I'm not trying to go down a rabbit hole about. Uh, it's been much time talking about someone that's ignorant, honestly. So, um, well, we, people had the right to be frustrated with with last night's re- result. It was a frustrating okay. game to, to to watch, and uh, Tennessee dug themselves a hole. It, it, you you mentioned this off the top, but I I was surprised by how Tobey and and Jonas got bullied. They 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 have given up some points, absolutely, to uh, Hunter Dickinson and 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 Zach Eady. Uh, Armando Baycott mm-hmm. as well at, at North Carolina. But I, I didn't think, I, I just kind of thought that, especially Edie and Hunter Dickinson, I just thought those guys were better. And that's kind of what I chalked it up to. Whereas Tolu Smith is the real deal. I, I think he's an awesome player. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the SEC when I'm not watching Tennessee and covering Tennessee. He, he's been one of my favorite players, favorite players in the league the last couple of seasons. And, and he was awesome last night but you I don't believe that you've really seen Jonas and Tobey this season get bullied straight through their chest backed under the rim like Tolu Smith did last night I'm not surprised to see Tolu Smith have a, a good game great game but I am surprised that Jonas looked like last year's Jonas and Tobey looked like last year's Tobey I was not expecting that at all yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. So, hey, that's that's what happened. It was one game. You learn from well. It well, it was one game. You got bullied like that. You've had issues going up against your physical big men in those four losses, but none of those losses looked like last night's losses, where you just got straight straight bullied in that in that way. And all those big men better than Tolu Smith. Tolu Smith's good, but he ain't as good as the guys that we played up against uh, so far. Um, and you're not just you're not going to win SEC games with Santi and Josiah combining for for five points. So they don't have to go off like Dalton. It was good to see Dalton get going. Dalton needed that performance last night in the second half, and uh, Zakai continues. I I I actually asked last night prior to the game. I asked one of the coaches for Tennessee is there a point guard playing better basketball than Zakai Ziegler right now in the country and he said I haven't seen one I've so Zakai continues to, to to play excellent basketball continues to play as if he is the best point guard in the country uh, so Santi and Josiah don't have to pop off like Zakai has been and 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 like Dalton did last night but they also can't combine for, for five points. Tennessee's not going to win games with them combining for five points. They, they, they're they too valuable to do that. Yeah, another, another loss for Tennessee basketball where the opponent made more free throws than we attempted. Like, that's... That was the issue last year. And in the beatdown of Ole Miss, that did not happen. You know, Tennessee was able to keep that uh, fairly close, but we had 
I mean, we allowed them to shoot 27 free throws and we only shot 16. Um, so if you're going to do that, you got to make shots. And we did not do that shooting 28% from three point line. And they shot 33, uh, percent from, from three point line. So, um, you know, turnovers, not ideal, but we was plus two with the turnover margin there. They had 18, we had 16. Um, but I look at the shooting because, you know, rebounding was even. I look at the shooting. I look at um, how aggressive they were attacking the rim and drawing fouls and how we set up for shots and didn't make them. And it really comes down to that. And go make an adjustment. Go be better uh, the next game and learn from this. But I'm not, I'm not freaking out. Um, I will say this, Ben McKee, I am on I am on commitment watch. For who? For Tennessee, man. I'm, I'm waiting on an offensive lineman to get up in here. I I think there's some other guys you can be on commitment watch with as well. We did we did have a a sneak attack after the show on Tuesday. We'll, we'll have to talk about the Temple Corner who elected to commit. Uh, on, on Tuesday as well. 865-255-03 is our number. Give us a call. Put you on hold. Put you right through. Tell us where you, you are calling from. What's your name? Glad to uh, chit-chat with you. Also, use the Swain Event app and access access the Betty Chevrolet text box. There is where you can ask questions. You can comment. And um, be more than glad to answer those questions and read off your comments as well. The Betty Chevrolet text box. Looking for Tahoe Suburban? This is a time to shop at Betty Chevrolet. BettyChevrolet.com, locally owned and operated for over 90 years. 1.9 APR Equinox, Blazers, Silverados. That's BettyChevrolet.com. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. 
We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go, Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like this show on Facebook. It's Ben McKee. It's Jason Swain. Go Falls 247. It's Ben McKee. I'm Jason Swain. Live here from the Low T Center Studio. Glad that you could be with us this morning. And um, if you are listening to the podcast, thank you for taking some time out. Check in with us. 865-255-03. We are live. Live digital show here on YouTube and uh, Facebook Live, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, uh, and Twitch on the recruiting on the recruiting front. Tennessee, as Ben mentioned right before the break, added some help in the secondary. Who we got, Ben? Jalen McMurray from Temple committed to Tennessee on, on Tuesday. And uh, unfortunately for me, I said during the show on Tuesday morning when we were having our offensive line discussion that I did not see Jalen McMurray uh, committing to Tennessee because it, it seemed leading up to Jalen McMurray's decision uh, that Tennessee wasn't completely sold on his size. I, I, I know for a fact that over the weekend they were wondering if he had enough length if he was tall enough, I, I believe he's five five ten, five eleven, and uh, they 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 didn't know if he had the the adequate size to to play at this level. And at one point, it, it did not seem like he was going to end up at Tennessee, and uh, that that is why I said what I said on on Tuesday morning. But obviously, things changed. Tennessee changed their mind. Must have felt comfortable enough with his size uh, to bring him in, and that is why Temple transfer uh, Jalen McMurray has committed and and I do think it's an important pickup for Tennessee Swain. Uh he's he's not Jermon McCoy, I don't think, from Oregon State in terms of ability. 
but you need some depth. You need some depth with the the veterans that are on their way out the door. And listen, Ricky Gibson's going to play a lot next year. I I know that for sure. Would you say that you know that for sure that Ricky Gibson's going to play a ton next year, if not be a starter? I think he's going to. I think he has opportunity to be one of the corners if he doesn't blow it in the spring and the fall. Would you also agree that Jordan Matthews and Christian Conyers don't quite seem to be on the same level? They may get there, but going into next year, I don't think that you feel as comfortable with those two as you do Ricky Gibson. Would you agree with that? I would. That is why I think that this is an important pickup just for depth pieces. Ideally, Christian Conyer and Jordan Matthews, they have a great offseason. They're ready to go from the jump next year, and, and they can play and contribute as much as Ricky Gibson. But those guys, they didn't even play in the bowl game, which was a, a perfect opportunity to to get them playing time. I mean, they, they maybe got in on some special team snaps, but they did not get in on defense in, in, in the secondary. And uh, I, I thought that was that was very telling. Not that Tennessee's out on them or anything along those lines, but they're not ready just quite yet, despite what we heard coming into this season, especially about a guy like Jordan Matthews. I think everybody penciled him in as a guy that was going to play a ton as a true freshman, and, and that just did not happen. And uh, I, I thought the bowl game, Ricky Gibson plays a lot. The other two don't. I, I thought that was very telling. Maybe I'm looking into it too much. And again, those two can have a great offseason and it not matter. But the point that I'm making is you just can't bank on those two being ready to help Ricky Gibson next year and Jermon McCoy next year. So I do think that you needed to add a depth piece just in case it doesn't work out with those two next season. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the um, the strategy there with the uh, defensive backfield. I mean, looking at Michigan winning a championship, you can look on that offensive line. You can see two of their starters. One was from Stanford, the other one was from Arizona State. Two football programs is terrible. But if you can find the right piece for your team, it doesn't really matter where a player comes from. So Oregon State, Temple, uh, doesn't matter. And you know, we picked up a receiver from Tulane, and Tulane – has been good the last couple of years. So uh, it's about finding the right piece, guys with the right measurables, um, that's coachable, that's intelligent, and the price has to be right too. Uh, all those things matter. So there was a little bit of a freak out. Surprise. It was a little bit of freak out when all the players that people were complaining about playing wanted to get rid of. When, they, when Tennessee was getting rid of them, people were freaking out about it. But – there was a plan to play or give the young guys an opportunity to earn playing time. And if they don't, you want to bring in some some guys who physically maybe a little bit more developed to have multiple years and also fits the profile that you're looking for um, in, a, in a football player. 865-255-03. Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning. Who do we have with us? Top of the morning to you, boys. Bug nasty. How are things down on the east side of the great state of Tennessee this morning? Man, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping. It's a beautiful day. Ain't it just beautiful outside? You know, it is. yesterday, Swain, I had 
one of the worst days I've had in a long time. Before Me five? and co-workers. Do what now? Before 5 p.m.? Well, we'll get to that. Okay, go ahead. My bad. Yesterday morning, the, 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 me and the co-workers couldn't really get along. I lost my pocket knife. I got kicked by a giraffe. I got hurt. The gym was horrible trying to work out. New Year's resolution. You know, shout out to Big Orange Mac. And then all of a sudden, the clouds rolled up, Swain. And this saltiness of tears flowed from heaven. And I got just a little taste of that, and it was absolutely the greatest taste I've ever had in my life. Interesting. So, Alabama fans, let me tell you what you're in for for the next 20 years, all right? Okay. Number one, just getting used to saying almost. Um, Get used to saying, uh, if we'd have got this call, we'd have won that game. Get used to all your five-star recruits throwing up the deuces and skedaddling. Get used to six wins is a great season, and we're going bowling, and hopefully we'll get to play Iowa in the bowl game. (laughs) Get used to all these things because you poor, poor, food stamp needing, no Wi-Fi having, sister humping, sons of guns, is back to the slums with the rest of us, and this ass-kicking is going to start from now till the end of my time. And I need I remind every single damn one of you that every time y'all beat in it, road tide, you ain't never even been to the damn state of Alabama, don't know nothing about the state of Alabama, but you lived in my hometown my whole life, and because your granddaddy, um, Shine Bear Bryant Shoes, one damn time made you an Alabama fan. Well, guess what? You better get real good and used to big uh, uh, Buck Nasty hollering at you, big damn orange, because we spanking that ass. Just get used to calling Josh Apple your dad, because it's coming. (laughs) Along with the rest of us home teamers that has put up with y'all's shit for years. Oh, stuff, stuff, for years. Y'all talking smack to us. It's over. It is all over but the crime. So y'all just best get used to it. And I'll say it one time, just get used to it, boys. Tell them, just let it ring in their ears. Go big damn orange. I like that. I got time for that, but nasty. Man, man, thank you so much for, for the love, for the phone call. It's always good to hear um, from you. It is an exciting moment if you are uh, a rival of Alabama to see Nick Saban retire. But thank you, Dan Lanning. Um, ladies and gentlemen, he's no Nick Saban, but he's up next. Uh, he, he's no Nick Saban. No, he's no Nick Saban, but he's up next. He 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 up next. He he's a really 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 good coach. I'm a big fan of Dan Lanning, and I I would hate for him to go to Alabama because that's probably going to change um, because of emotions. But like. Dude, I'm a huge fan of Dan Lanning. I like the way he rolls, man. I like the way he rolls. 865-255-03. We'll go back to the phones. Good morning. Who do we have with us? Swain, where are we popping bottles at today, baby? Um, 
I don't know, man. That's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> we popping bottles though. That's for sure. <laughs> man, what a what a wonderful day. I mean, <laughs> just what let, let it ring from the mountaintops, Plane. What a wonderful day. I mean. These, uh, I mean, these Alabama fans are out here putting little Debbie Pies and candles by his statue like this man just passed away. Man, he's alive and well. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was just surreal when I saw it playing. I, just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, you always saw it, but I just thought, I thought they are, they're going to carry that man out in a casket. He is never going to leave. And just to, just to have that just out of nowhere uh, was just surreal. And... Yeah, I, I think Alabama's going to hire a good coach, um, but it ain't going to be like it. Uh-uh. It's not going to be like it used to be. The, uh-uh. the, the, you know, kind of bug nasty's <laughs> call, but they're they're going to come back to reality, Swain. And what's what's, what's going to be great, Jay, is whoever they hire, they're going to complain. They're mm-hmm. going to have these unrealistic expectations, and yeah. it's going to be miserable for that coach. Who would, I mean, Swain, seriously, like, uh, you know, Alabama's a good, obviously a great job, but who would want to follow this guy? Like, whenever you follow a legend like this, more times than not, it does not go the way the school and the fan base wants it to. Like, you don't want to be the guy that follows John Wooden. No, 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 no. You don't want to be the guy that follows the guy. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that followed the guy. Yeah, like you need somebody, you need a sacrificial lamb if you're Dan Lanning. You don't want this job right now. Yes, you do. And, I mean, look at Ryan Day with all the success he's had following Urban Meyer. They want that man fired because he's lost three in a row to Michigan. Yeah. He's not doing what Urban Meyer did, which is beat Michigan every year. Yeah, like you, you I think it's easy to say, yeah, you, you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, but you still want the job. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're Dan Lanning, you – you're not gonna get this opportunity again. You gotta take the job. Yeah. If you're if it's offered, you gotta take it. And you gotta bring you gotta bring Dante Moore with you. You gotta you gotta bring Dylan Gabriel with you if you have to, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's about to be some quarterbacks on the market. Cause mm. the current quarterback ain't gonna stay there if Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore follows uh Dan Lenning to Alabama if he takes mm-hmm. the job. Like something's about to shake. And I'm just sitting here. I'm just waiting on some offense linemen. That, that's mm. what I'm mm. about. So, Oregon, Alabama, mm. these dominoes are falling. I'm just seeing how can Tennessee benefit from this. Hey, you, are, yeah, are you hey, waiting brother. on five-star quarterbacks, too? There you uh, go. There you go, Ben. We, we talking about 2025 class? There's there still, you go. It's still a five-star quarterback, was it not? I, I've already had him. I, I've already counted him as part of the class. I'm just waiting on him to make that <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, hey Swain, I'm with you, man. Let's get one of them big Samoans up. I know, I know, Oregon's got one of them big Samoans up there. We can, can uh, we get the Polynesian connection going, man? Uh, you know, something like that. But yeah, we need, we need to protect Nico, man. We got the generational talent, so uh, I just, but yeah, man, I, I, I couldn't believe it, and uh, man, I, I, I thought I was gonna go out dancing in the street, so. I guess, uh, I guess, I you know, some of these Alabama fans telling you you're an awful person if you celebrate this. Well, you know, I guess I'm an awful person. That's all I know to tell you. I mean, he's retiring. He's not. <laughs> he's just retiring. That doesn't make you an awful person. People aren't celebrating that he died, or or that yeah. he has 
cancer or or that he's sick, people are celebrating that he's not going to kick their favorite team's butt on, on a regular he's basis had, from now on. He's had his foot on the conference's neck for over over a decade now. And if you're an Alabama fan, you love it. But if you're a fan of college football, I think you can make an argument that in some ways Saban hurt the game just by his sheer dominance. Getting the number one class every single year uh, until maybe, you know, Kirby and then uh, just winning at a clip that just nobody can touch. I mean, it's just he he created a monopoly at Alabama. If you're an Alabama fan, you love it. Everybody else, though, hates it. Jay, it's always been a monopoly in college football. There's always been a team that makes a run. I mean, not like this, though. Would you agree, Swain? Not like this. This is different. This one was different. No, no, but like college athletics, there's, there's always been a team that do this. I mean, uh, like the Southern Cow, they had a Southern Cow with Pete Carroll. It was, it was short, four, it was short maybe run. maybe five years, but yeah. you know, Miami had a two or three year run in the early two. This has been over. What, Almost two decades, years? seventeen years. It's it's been crazy. Yeah, it's been a long. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. Man, he's he's appeared at eight of the ten college football playoffs. He's won yeah. six national championships. Um, yeah, like I, I get it, but like I'm looking at college football now. I'm looking at the transfer portal. The guys being able to transfer multiple times, Jay. And thanks for the phone call, my man. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. you can tra- you can transfer whatever you want. You got NIL where players are deciding they don't want to play and still getting paid and counting other people's pockets and flip-flopping, um, listening to, to the wrong people. Let me tell y'all something. You got agents, people in the ears of, of all these student-athletes, and... I want to share with you from experience, agents lie. They lie to you. They lie. Brock Bowers was picking his agent. All his agents were telling him to shut it down, shut it down, shut it down the moment he got hurt. He didn't listen to him. What kind of damn advice is that? What kind of advice is that? Ankle sprain. He didn't. He didn't break his neck. He didn't tear his ACL. He had a procedure done that a lot of people get done now because medicine is advanced that will allow you to come back if you want to play. And Brock Bowers came back and wasn't hundred percent but he played for his team, and I respect that. And you think Brock Bowers is about to lose any money because he came back? This dude got the best film in the last 10 years in college football. I would say he earned money by giving the middle finger to all those agents. If I'm an NFL team, you already love the football player that he is, but if I'm an NFL team in a day and age when you have diva receivers sitting out the rest of the year, for, for the exact reasons that you're talking about and then transferring to Ole Miss. And then you got guys like Brock Bowers who are the polar opposite and electing to play when he has a lot on the line because he wants to, to, to play for his brother next to him and 
the logo on the side of the helmet. If I'm an NFL team, that makes me want to draft them even more. You better be careful, student athletes. I, I know it feels cool to have an agent. I know it feels like you're a professional. Agents lie. And you better make sure that you're picking the right person because they lie and they will steal. And they're all about dollars. You better be careful in the decisions that you make with, when you're at your school. Because when football runs out and the NIL money runs out, and if you don't make it to the league and you have to come back to Knoxville, or you have to go back to Oxford, or you have to go back to Tallahassee or Columbia or Tuscaloosa or Auburn or Gainesville, Baton Rouge, will you have opportunities or have you burned those bridges? You better think How about many- it. You, be- you, you better think. 1,000%. How many teammates do you know, Swain, that you had that didn't get a shot in the NFL who maybe did get a, a tryout of sorts, got drafted late, maybe undrafted free agent, got on a practice squad? They, they didn't turn into Gerard Mayo or Robert Meacham or somebody like that in the league. How many of those teammates that, that did you have that are, are now benefiting post-college in their true adult life where, where they have jobs in and around Knoxville or, or throughout the state of Tennessee because they played football at Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm and that's a good people. thing. Yeah, I'm that's a good people. thing. Yeah, I'm one of those Being people. a Tennessee football player can extend so much more than just playing on the field. And, and I know just from being around you for so long at this point, I, I know a lot of your, your, your teammates and, and having jobs uh, around town and, and throughout the state. Um, not not that it was just given to them and, and they don't work hard and they, they're not great at building relationships and, and whatnot. But, I mean, that that is a huge advantage to have in, in terms of being able to establish those connections while you are in college. And it leads to so many. And it's not just in Knoxville. It's, it's all over the country. It, it leads to job opportunities that allow you to provide for yourself and for your family in the long run. But to your point, the way a lot of these, these guys are treating it now, they're burning those bridges to where people, they can go get jobs elsewhere. Not, not that they're going to be jobless the rest of their life, but they're they're burning a bridge that would make life a whole lot easier on them. They're burning a situation that would take a lot of stress away in their adult life. Yes. Some are. And some are not. I'm speaking to those that are making decisions in the now and not thinking about the future. You have to begin with the end in mind. You have to make sure that your future self is going to thank uh, your present self later. Like, you in the moment. And there's a lot of people that's made decisions in the moment. And, <laughs> uh, you know, nine months later, it's like, oh, man, I got this responsibility for the rest of my life. Because you, in the moment, you made a decision in the moment. And so, I'm all for getting your money. Ain't nothing wrong with getting your money, understanding your value, get your paper. I I get it. But be careful about these people that's in your ear, that's telling you stuff only because they're thinking about their money and their 3% or 20% or whatever money, how much you're giving them. They're not thinking about you in the long run. They're not thinking about your relationships, whether they're intact or not. They're thinking about their pockets. And if you got agents out here that's telling you that you should be playing 
one position over the other. I think like, let's let's just think about this. You got an agent. You got somebody in your ear telling you, "Hey man, you need to be playing this position. If you don't play this position, you know there's problems, or it may hurt hurt the draft stock." I'm sorry, man. I don't buy that. I'll give you an example. Ben, outside the quarterback position, what is the most valuable position in the NFL? What gets you paid, paid? I, I give you two guesses. I bet you, you're going to get it. I mean, it, to me, it's edge rusher or offensive tackle. Which side? Which, which side of offensive tackle? Left tackle. Left tackle. You're getting paid. So everybody wants to play left tackle if you have a right-handed quarterback. But explain something to me. Who was the first-round pick last year at number 10? Tennessee's right tackle, Darnell Wright. This man played right tackle. He's playing right tackle right now. So how about you focus on just being good? <laughs> like, how about you just focus on being good at being the best that you could possibly be and be diverse. Cool. And then when you get to the league, let them decide where you play. Cause I remember when Trey Smith was the number one player in the country, according to ESPN, play tackle here to start off, then play some guard and look where he is right now. Trey Smith is about to get a bag, big bag, a big bag but he's one of the best guards in the league. Take notice of the last part of that sentence. In the league. You got to get to the league first. He's in the league. Darnell Wright's in the league. So don't be letting all these folks in your ear telling you what position you need to play. You need to play this. You need to play guard. You need to play left tackle. You need to play right tackle. You need to play inside receiver, outside receiver. Man, just be good. Just be good. Work on you. Need, just be good. Need to get to the league. Yeah, just be good. Just Should get, be the mindset. Just get there. Just be good. Because if you, if you worry about playing a position, rather than being good and being better, you don't want to play a position where it's not your best position. So you have people that are in – these players' ears telling them, hey, man, you want to be an edge rusher. Hey, man, you want to play corner. You want to play left tackle. You want to play quarterback. Why? Because that's going to make them more money. But what if you ain't best at that position? What if your best position or best opportunity to get to the league is at a different position? Wouldn't you want to play at the best position for you to get to the league? rather than trying to play a position that pays the most in the league, hell, you might not even get there. So work on you. Just, well, I, just be good. That's 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 my thing. I think Jalen Reeves-Maven is the perfect example. You think Jalen Reeves-Maven wants to, to primarily be a special teams player in the NFL? I think no. he probably wouldn't be just, just a straight linebacker and be first team all pro, but... One thousand percent. Now we know that they don't get the first team All Pro correct. I mean, they they, they don't even have T.J. Watt on the first team All Pro, but that that's a, a separate conversation. I don't know how you don't have the 
the best player in, in football on the defensive side. And, uh, the guy who should win defensive player of the year. Don't know how you don't have him on the, the all pro team, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Uh, I digress, but Jalen Reeves Maven did not enter the league thinking, okay, I'm going to be a special teams lifer. And and he does play linebacker. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I recognize that, but I promise you Jalen Reeves Maven thought going into the league and currently wishes he played more snaps at linebacker than he does. But because Jalen Reeves Maven is the man and is awesome and is smart, he recognized that his path to greatness in the league, his path to sticking around in the league was by doing anything and everything he could. So, so what has he done? He's become a star within his role and he is going to the pro bowl this year, if I'm not mistaken, because of it, he, he, he is a captain on the rejuvenated Detroit Lions because he has perfected his role and he has bought into just sticking around. My buddy, Kari, we joke all the time about him being a fullback. Kari didn't enter the league wanting to, to be a fullback. He, he was a running back at Vanderbilt who made some some nice plays throughout his career. He, he signed with Vanderbilt as, as a safety. Then he moved to linebacker and then he moved to running back because he also he played two ways in high school. He played Safety and, and running back in high school. So Vandy eventually moved him over to running back and, and he made great plays alongside Ralph Webb. He didn't he didn't enter the, the league wanting to 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 play fullback, but that was his path to sticking around in the league and he's grown to love it. And now look at him. He just completed year five and how long how many years do you need to have a pension, Swain? Uh four, let's say four years. You'd be safe to Yes. I, I assume that he's good after completing year five. Um, so, like, he he stuck around. He did what he needed to do to stick around and provide for his family long term. And is Kari or, or Jalen Reeves Maven, are, are they signing the biggest contracts in, in the world to and having the, the biggest bag of money dropped off at their doorstep like Darnell Wright or, or Trey Smith? No, but they got to the league and they found a way to, to stick around. They're making six figures and they're going to have a pension for the rest of their life. So why don't you just worry about getting to the league first and, and then worrying about what position you're going to play at that point? Because I think you'd rather have six figures and a bag for the rest of your life than no bag at all. I mean, Darnell Wright is a better lineman than any lineman we have on the roster. Uh, Trey Smith, better lineman in Tennessee than any lineman we have on the roster. They didn't play left tackle. It just doesn't matter. Just just be just be good. Like Just be good, man. It'll all work itself out. Speaking of left tackle, sp- speaking of right tackle, Lance Hurd. I think Tennessee's in a pretty good spot. We know it's fluid more now than ever. We'll see exactly how it plays out and when it plays out. Um, I think Tennessee's in a, in a, in a good spot uh, with, with Hurd. Uh, I don't know when announcement's going to come or when he's going to make that public. Um, but the latest that I've gathered is that, you know, Tennessee, uh, 
is in a good position. It's not about NIL um, being insufficient. Tennessee's NIL is more than sufficient. From the beginning, when you had people doubting if Tennessee even had an NIL, there was one place that was telling you. From the beginning, that Tennessee had an NIL. And money wasn't going to be an issue. Um, And I give credit to, you know, AP uh, as well there. Um, too, so I want to make it seem like I was the only only place. But um, this is when we was doing a daily show, and nobody else was doing a daily show talking about this every single day and addressing it like like this show. I can't say that. Well, they were addressing it on a daily basis. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just not, just not. They were in addressing this form. it incorrectly. Yeah, you know, on on this on this. On this form, you know, doing doing it this way. So, um, hopefully, Tennessee is able to to land uh, herd, and there's another wave of players hitting the portal uh, during the spring. That might be a might be a little wave here, a little bit, but will that mean Tennessee will need more players to leave to to make room? Uh, because Tennessee is pretty pretty full, pretty close to to the max number, so you're probably gonna need some guys um, to leave. And uh, hey, man, the transfer portal that door, you know, swings swings both ways. Um, but I'm l- less worried about us being able to get a player uh, in the portal a tackle than I was a couple days ago. I still think Tennessee needs more um, players from the portal on the offensive line. Um, I still think there's a lot, a lot of work for us to, to do, um, but I do feel better than I did three days ago. So that's just me being being transparent. 865-255-03. Uh, we'll take our last time out uh, of the morning. Ben McKee, Go Balls 247. Uh, they're in Starkville, Mississippi. Um, I'm surprised electricity where you are. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, go Vols. Registered representative and investment advisor, representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of FINCRA, SIPC. 
Here in Knoxville, we love it when a squirrel's in the checkerboards. But when there's a squirrel in our attic, that's all sides. When that happens, call Alpha Wildlife. They're Knoxville's veteran-owned and operated wildlife removal company. When unwanted critters put their feet up on your coffee table, call 865-224-6555. Let the Tennessee fans at Alpha Wildlife evict those unwanted tenants and set your home up with a winning defense to keep that wildlife where it belongs. That's Alpha Wildlife at 865-224-6555. They have locations in Nashville, Memphis, Chattanooga, and in parts of South Carolina. Check them out online at alphawildlife.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss stem cell treatment and PRP. If you have orthopedic injuries, you should give them a call. That's right, Jason. We specialize in regenerative non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints by using ultrasound-guided injections with stem cells or PRP. And this form of treatment actually stimulates the body's own reparative process and allows for healing of the damaged tissue. So, Doc, what makes your training different than others? Well, Jason, I've been practicing in Knoxville for 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. At Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own bone marrow stem cells or PRP. So in other words, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, trsportsmedicine.com, East Tennessee's leader in PRP and stem cell therapy. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go. Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC Network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Betty Chevrolet text box. Time to hit that up, Ben McKean. First, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. They've been in business since 1990. True transparency pricing is what you get uh, when Hiller comes to your house. What does that mean? That means that you're going to have itemized parts. Labor is going to be separate. You're going to know how much each part costs. There's no hidden fees. There's no added costs. There's no surprises when you get your bill. They don't find things to fix. They only suggest things that really need to be repaired. Happy you'll be or the service is free. That is 100% satisfaction. More details can be found at happyhiller.com. See what's on the text box, Ben McKee. Let's, let's check it out. Well, while you check it out real quick, do want to encourage everybody to reach out to Jennifer Morris because she can help you achieve all of your real estate goals in the Knoxville area. And she is also more than willing to help you out if if you're outside of Knoxville as well. Sit down and have a conversation with her. She can help point you in the right direction. She has done wonders for my family. Uh, My house is currently under contract. We're putting out an offer on a home 
here in the the next couple of hours, hoping to to land a new home as as well. And very stressful process, but Jennifer has taken all the stress away because she is so great at her job. So I cannot encourage you enough to reach out to Jennifer Morris for all of your real estate needs in in East Tennessee and 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 beyond. Quite frankly, yeah, Jennifer. Jennifer is is great. She's the goat. Man, she really is. Uh, Nelson from Jackson. Assuming we land her, do we still bring in Percy this weekend? Um, I think you need to. I think you need to. I think I think you need to stockpile. Being, I've not heard otherwise. Yeah, I, I, you, you still got to bring in Percy the, the tackle from Mississippi State. Uh, and I don't know. If, I don't know if he's a real tackle, honestly. Yeah, I, I, to be quite honest, I'm not too familiar with his game. He's other six, than eight, the fact three thirty, and I don't. I mean, he played in Leach's offense, um, but I, I know we need we need Tennessee needs multiple offensive yeah. linemen. Land, landing Hurd would be massive, yeah, literally and figuratively. It, it it would be a huge step forward, yeah. But there are still needs along the offensive line, even after Tennessee lands Hurd, assuming they do yeah. land Hurd. It starts with a, a, another interior offensive lineman. I think Tennessee needs to, to add there. And uh, hard to add depth pieces through the portal because guys want to walk into a starting job. But I, I would say Tennessee needs two more linemen after Hurd, if, if they do land Hurd, at minimum. Yeah, what would you think? Yeah, if, if, if you want to be better at 8-4, and four, do not say that we're currently good at offensive line. Okay? Like, we need to address that area. We're not good. We're working on being good. We have the resources to address that area. But if you want more than what you got this past season, there's work to be done. And so, I've I've been kind of seeing back and forth between folks who are like, "No, we gotta we gotta we gotta get these guys," and the other group is saying, "No, we we good, we good, we good, everything good. We did this. We not good right now. Uh, this is not debatable." If you want to, that's you want to talk X's and O's, cool, whatever. Uh, I don't think it's debatable. If you want to, you can, but like we got to address some areas on the offensive line. I think Tennessee needs to bring in multiple players. Uh, let's get to the phones. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up, Turkey Man? Hey, well, you can tell Chris Lowe that uh, you're not Hollywood no more. Oh, uh, Chris always been like that. No, 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 no. He'll never be able to say that to you now. Yeah. He's the one that, he's the one that broke the news. Yeah. Now, so he he's always going to have that. Uh, but anyhow, uh, I was I was I was thinking about about the 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 situation with uh, Nick and and I you said something that made me take a step back. Hope there's nothing there that's under that we don't know about. You know that way, really. What you mean? Uh, uh, you know, health wise. Oh yeah, know yeah, about. yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of that would take away a from us having a good time here, and uh, uh, it's been a day coming. But you know, I think uh, uh, the writing on the wall with Nick when he realized that uh, that a car dealership was just not good enough. That uh, it's more than. A, on a car dealership. What you mean? 
Well, we 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 always see him, see him with players driving cars, and we had that joke in the in the back line. Uh, uh, they driving a car, and pictures of them with cars, and him with his dealership. So, you know, I think it comes to a point that we realize that that just wasn't good enough. And, uh, uh, you talking it, about him? It, it was Bama players having yeah. chargers or whatever. That's not good enough. Yeah, yeah, it's just not good enough no more. Well, I mean, you can. I I think Nick Saban said enough is enough with this with this portal and and and, and transfer uh, transfer portal and NIL like, and I don't blame him. I don't blame any coach for saying, yeah. you know what, man, I'm I'm either stepping away, I'm going to the league, um, I'm not dealing with this mess. I mean, they 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 have no idea what they're doing. Uh, they ain't fixing anything. I ain't got time for this. I don't blame Nick Saban at all. And I think if if we didn't have that, I think he'd still be coaching next year. Well, I think Straw broke Camel's back when he was having trouble, which I think is one of the better years he's had coaching. Yep. But uh, three, about three games in the season there, when he realized that uh, all the wine and the crying of slowing down the uh, fast offenses like uh, Hopples, uh, was they going to gonna do this time change, which ended up being just longer commercials and didn't affect anything, I think that really realized what, where he was at. Uh, because you know, he, he would whine and cry about defenses. It was it was about the injuries. It was about this that, and the other. And he, he get a lot a lot of times they get his way, or we would see that it looked like he did anyhow. Anyhow, I get out of here, but I just wanted you to pass that on to to Chris Lowe forevermore. He's all, right. all right, Turkey man, thanks for the phone call. Uh, man, yeah, Chris, Chris is Chris the goat. All right, let me hit this uh, this text box. I, I did want to point out quickly to Nelson and Jackson's point what we were talking about with uh, Percy, the the Mississippi State lineman from last year. Something to monitor whether they bring him in this weekend or not. If if Heard announces, I guess we're already at the weekend. But if uh, if Heard were to announce today or early in the day on Friday, I I, I wonder if if they would still bring in uh, Percy for for the visit this weekend. And to me, it depends on which way John Campbell is is going to go. And I, I mean, it's it's no secret if if you follow John Campbell on on Twitter, you've seen him tweet out a million videos uh, of him in his feelings. And uh, it, it was no coincidence that Swain and I just had a conversation about playing left tackle, playing right tackle, and and just worrying about getting to the league and instead of worrying about what position you'll play in the league. No coincidence that we had that conversation. So if you were able to to wrap things up with Hurd and you had Hurd and, and Campbell, then okay. Then, then maybe you don't have to, to bring in Percy from, from Mississippi State. But if John Campbell's going to be in his feelings and, and teeter-totter around, go back and forth, like maybe you still need to bring Percy in because you, you don't know which way the wind is going to fly with John Campbell. I should say which way the wind is going to blow, not which way the wind is going to fly. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm glad you corrected me. Thank you. I, I saw the videos and um, 
you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, passive aggressive subtweeting. Um, I just think it's a really weird look, considering Campbell has not played since Missouri. Has not played. You got to play to have leverage. Obviously, when he played, he did a good job for us. But the theatrics and the public drama, is it necessary? Is it really necessary? Can can that can can you just not can we not just get into a room and and just talk? Send a text message, an email, Snapchat, DM. Does it have to be on display? I'm going to the phones. I mean, I'm going back to the text box. Save his last memory of Neilan was an L. Brian Hunsucker says they're not getting landing, they're getting Norvell. Norvell, you can't Norvell, you can't leave, you can't leave Florida State. Why not? Yeah, you can. I would, but oh man. Dude. If you want to get into the playoffs, you better leave. Playoffs? Playoffs. What who get into so, the playoffs now? It's 12 teams. I, I saw a report last night. I, I can't remember who reported it. Might have been, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't even want to speculate on who I I saw say that uh, it's expected or Bama wants to hire the replacement within 72 hours. That is very quick. It has to be to quick. Replace, it's January the to 11th. Re- What'd you say? It has to be quick. It's January 11th. You already had one decommitment. I I understand that. And Nick but, Nick makes hires for other schools. He's he's hired uh, ADs for Tennessee. He's hired head coaches for Tennessee. You know he's going to help Alabama make a really good hire. I get that. It's my <laughs> thought is that you're replacing the greatest college football coach of all time. That's quite the task, is it not? Yeah, for sure. And it's especially quite the task when you're trying to do it within 72 hours. I get why, but that that could be interesting. But I, I, I again, I was still surprised that they're they're trying to get it done in, in 72 hours, mainly because I think that they can basically pick anybody that they want for the most part. So, but the the question that I was getting to for you was if if they truly are trying to f- fit within that seventy two hour time frame, do you think that they already have the guy picked out behind the scenes and and that guy has said yes and and who do you think that that guy is? Uh, I know Brian Hunsucker said Mike Norvell. I think that'd be a nice hire. I'm a Mike Norvell fan. Tennessee should have tried to hire him when he was at Memphis, swallowed their pride, and, and hired the Memphis football coach. Said that at the time. Um, and, but also there seems to be Dan Lanning buzz as, as well. Who do you think it's going to be if, it, if it's that quick of a turnaround? I mean, I think the best option for Alabama right now is Dan Lanning, uh, Norvell. I'll, I'll, if I'm bad, I'm, I'm, I'll go Dan Lanning. Um, I mean, I think Lane has burned, burned some bridges. He left. I don't think they want to put up with Lane's care, not character, but yeah, his, like, like 
all his shenanigans. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see that. Um, even though, like, they win that championship, probably with Lane. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's only a few out there. You know, uh, I like I saw J- James Franklin on the list, dude. James Franklin needs to stay at Penn State. I he think can't score any points. Uh, I think James Franklin would be an exceptional hire for for Alabama's football team. I mean, I, I think James Franklin is is one of the best football coaches of all time. I, I think he's one of the most underrated coaches in the entire sport. I think he has done a great job of leading the men of the state of Penn up there in Pennsylvania. And I think he would be an excellent, excellent hire for Alabama. In fact, I think on my way through Tuscaloosa, instead of stealing an, an oatmeal cream pie off a of Nick Saban statue, I'm going to swing by. Greg Burns' office, and, and I am going to give an in-person recommendation to him that he should go hire James Franklin because, again, it would be an exceptional hire. It would probably be the greatest hire of all time. It's, it's the best hire that Alabama can make. There's they're no doubt hire, about it. They're going to hire the person Nick Saban tells him to hire. You watch. Jeremy Pruitt? Too bad he's not available to be hired. I, look, I, I can think of the, the perfect person northwest of, of here in, in, in Arkansas. Guy that, that knows the Bama culture, knows the, the Nick Saban standard. Sam Pittman. Knows how, knows how to recruit in the SEC. He, he, he knows the ins and outs of, of the Alabama offices. He, he knows where the coffee pots are, where the copy machines are. He, he, he knows the floor plan very, very well. Uh, around Tuscaloosa, I think Butch Jones would also be a great hire for Alabama. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Butch said they think it like so. Look, I mean, Butch Jones, he ended his season with a win. Did they win the bowl game? Uh, I can't remember. I didn't I pay attention. Know. And uh, Rodney, Tyron Matthew is 5'9", by the way. Uh, I don't know if Arkansas State won a bowl game or not. They had I know, strong... I know they were celebrating um, like they won a bowl game when they were um, when they played a game and won in the regular season to become bowl eligible. I mean, they were celebrating like they won the bowl game. That uh, sounds familiar. But oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't. I, I saw them like play for a little bit, but I didn't see. No, they lost the bowl game. Northern well, Northern Illinois. They lost by two points. They still had a great finish to their season. They're not hiring Bush Jones, man. Why they're not? not? They're not stupid. I mean, it's an awesome joke. I hope they hire Bush Jones. I hope they don't hire Dan Landing, and I hope they don't hire... Um, actually, Dan Landing's the only one that really concerns me. Because I think... I think he's I think he's up next. I think he's a great guy. I, I, I view Mike Norvell in the same light as I do Dan Landing. Yeah, I just I think Dan Lennon and Dan Lennon was on Saban's staff, so like Dan Lennon has the personality that that like he he has that that intensity, uh, but man, he, he's able to recruit. He's charismatic. Um, I know Dan Lennon hasn't coached as long as Mike Norvell, 
and has not put up a resume as good as Mike Norvell's. Um, but I think Dan Lanning, if Dan Lanning stays at Oregon and Mike Norvell stays at Florida State, I think Dan Lanning is going to pass Mike Norvell. I, I think I think Dan is is dynamic, but they're both really really good. I just I like Dan Lanning a little bit better, and I hope they don't hire him at Alabama. Which hey, if Greg Byrne listening to this, he might say, you know what, I'm going to hire exactly who the Tennessee radio dude doesn't want me to hire. Uh, Jimbo Fish is looking for a job, according to Middle Tennessee Rick. No, he ain't looking for nothing. If I'm here, I'm look, I'll be looking for my robe. I'll be looking for my coffee cup. I'm chilling. 70 mil. I don't know if he can work either with that 70 mil. And then probably like, I don't care if you go to Texas. Just get out. Here's your 70 million. You can go coach at Texas for all I care. Just get out. Here's your money. Here's your money. Get up out of here. I don't think Sark would leave Texas and go to Alabama. Why? Well, that, that's a step back. If you Sark. That's a step back. You got oil money in Texas. You got unlimited funds with NIL in Texas. Like, you got hunger. You got hungry boosters and donors in Texas. Bama folks, they they full. They spoil. They, they're not willing to help with NIL like those Texas folks are. Nebraska, Texas, Tennessee, power programs, which tradition that's fall on the hard times, that's trying to get back, those are going to be your most aggressive um, collectors. That's a step back for me. Sorry, going to Alabama. Why you want to be the guy that comes out to Nick Saban? When you win one championship at Texas, they're going to they gonna build a statue. And he got to the football playoff. They're going to be good again next year. No, nah, I would stay in Texas if I'm, if I'm Sark. Um, what else on text box? Yeah, I saw. I, we talked a little bit about it a couple minutes ago. I saw the John Campbell uh, video. It's no secret. I'm not going to sit here and try to hide the fact. I, I don't like. I don't like. Um, Passive-aggressive subtweets. Like I just, I just think you just go tell folks what you want. I just think it's there's no need to um, do all that. I'm not a fan of that. But hey, if it works and schools keep bending over and um, listening to the players and, and I guess bending the knee, I guess, and submitting themselves and the player able to get what they want over and over and over by doing that. Then I guess like if a, if a, if a, a toddler falls on the ground, kicking and screaming, crying, yelling, because he don't get what he wants. He's going to continue when you give him what he wants every time he does it. So why stop? Don't worry, man. That's coming for you. Unless 
It's already here. <laughs> Buddy, we're, we're Knox does not like the word no. And uh, he, he does this. He does this thing where he slams his head on the ground when 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 you tell him no, no matter where he is, no matter what surface he's on, bangs his head on the ground. Which he's already upset that you told him no. He's already starting to cry because you told him no, and then because he's hard headed like his mother, he bangs his head on mother. the ground, and and that just makes him cry even mother, more. Like uh, buddy, stop it. Thinking more like that, he'll figure it out. It it like it makes sense to a one, one day. You're like like buddy, ouch. how many bruises are you gonna give yourself before you realize that that hurts when you you, you hit your head on the floor? Can we not? <laughs> I, I'd like for you not to have CTE before we even get to the conversation of whether you should play football or not. Oh man, yep, yep. So. I don't envy college coaches and what they have to deal with. Um, I'm not going to pretend like you know, I'm, I'm a fan of certain um, tactics that's used publicly, but I'm not. I'm not going to bash uh, the young men. I, I understand the positions that they're in, uh, and I understand there's a lot of money on the table. I, I totally get it. I just would wish that, um, you know, there's a different way to go about getting it. Because you're going to get it. You're going to get it. But that's just me. That's just me. Um, ben, anything else before we wrap up for for today? Nope. It's uh, been quite the the interesting week in college athletics in, in our world both in Knoxville and outside of Knoxville. So been been an interesting week, but a fun week to talk about it. And uh, looking forward to discussing a playoff win for the Pittsburgh Steelers on Tuesday morning. Yeah, sure. It's Thursday. You know what that means? It's when I start talking myself into it, baby. The the, the win, it's going to be outrageous. The Bills. Josh Allen going to be throwing footballs right to Minka Fitzpatrick. It, it's it's going to be glorious. In fact, he's not even going to be able to, to to throw the ball because of the, the wind is going to be so crazy. Najee Harris and, and Jalen Warren, they're just going to punish the Bills on the ground. We're going to win about probably like 11 to 8, something like that. The receiver's going to block. And, and then... And, and and then we're going to move on to Baltimore uh, and in Lamar season because we know Lamar doesn't win in the playoffs. Yeah, sure. Okay. Fact, fact or fiction, Lamar Jackson has won playoff games, more than one playoff game. I'm not answering that. Technically, I was set, I was speaking the truth when I say Lamar doesn't win in the playoffs because he doesn't. Enjoy. Hey, His losing record. You got a couple more weeks of this. Enjoy it. I know. I, I, in all seriousness, I would pick the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. They're, they're the most complete, dominant team with the the best player on their team right now in football. Sweet event fuel by that and barbecue. Ben, you have a safe trip back to to Knoxville. Thank you, for everyone, for tuning in this morning. Podcast will be up uh, as soon as possible. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace and love. Have a great Thursday and the rest of your week going into the weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday morning. Peace and love. We are out.